What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. You guys, it's one of those days that we're getting a little woo-woo, we're getting some clarification, we're talking generational trauma, it's going to be a fucking good one. Grab your notebooks, grab a cocktail, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19, can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Ooh, you guys, I have a good one for you today. Rebecca Rosen is here. She is a medium. She is an author. She is an expert. Her origin story is fucking wild of how she came to do this work. Um, and when she was pitched to me, I was like, fuck yes, she needs to come on the show. And I am so glad I followed that instinct because we had more in common than you could imagine. We are very aligned in many ways. We've talked a lot about trauma on on this show, but we've never really dug into generational trauma. That can come from trauma that we witness as children that we get from our parents or our grandparents, but it can also come from trauma that we have experienced in past lives that we need to heal in this lifetime. So if you are not in the kind of like spiritual open realm uh, I don't know what to tell you. Buckle up. <laughs> Might be a weird one for you, but there's some really powerful stuff. And I promise if you listen with an open heart, you will have at least one oh shit aha moment to really be like, fuck, maybe that's what's going on in this area of my life and why I can't break free from XYZ. It's a really, really fascinating episode. So let's get into it. Rebecca Rosen, welcome to FML Talk. I am so thrilled to have you here today. How are you? I am so well. I'm excited to be here. Yay. I cannot wait. We talk a lot about trauma on this show, different types of trauma, and I'm excited to dive into generational trauma today because my mom is a healer. I know a lot about how that gets passed down, um, but we've never talked about it on this show. So I'm excited to uh, to really dig into that today. Wow, so am I. I'm excited you're open to it. Yes. Oh, yeah. We love woo-woo on this show. Um, so <laughs> why don't we start with like giving everybody a little bit of background of who you are, um, how you came to write this incredible book? Yeah, I would love to. So I work as a spiritual medium. I've been doing this for over two decades. And I think it's important to start with how I came into this work in the first place, because, you know, like some mediums, they were born into families where, like you said, your mom's a healer, like a lot of generations, you know, were open to psychics, but in my family, that wasn't the case. I was raised in a traditional Jewish household. It was conservative, but, you know, we believed in God, but we weren't religious. And when I was in college, um, I was going through a depression. and. So when I was going through it, it manifested itself in a sleep eating disorder where mm. I would sleepwalk into the kitchen and stuff my feelings every night with food. Wow. So needless to say, yeah, it was a nightmare. And, you know, it was because I was so suppressed. Like during the day, I w held it together. But back home, what was happening is my dad had attempted suicide and my parents were trying to protect me. But I was ultra, you know, sensitive. I was an, I'm an empath. 
and I was mm-hmm. feeling it. So I wasn't dealing with my feelings. So long story short, I was praying and just praying for help. I didn't even know what I was praying to, but I was calling on an energy to free me of this living hell that I was mm. in. And so one day my prayers were answered when I was journaling in a bookstore by my dead grandmother, my dad's mom, who killed herself when I was 10 years old. So she was coming through saying, I'm here in response to your cries for help. And I don't want you going down the same dark road of depression that I went down or that your dad's going down. So let me help you. And so she gave me this prescriptive self-help program to learn how to heal myself, love myself from the inside out. And it took me 18 months and I was doing the work. I thought I was going crazy. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking to my dead grandmother, but she gave me enough <laughs> evidence right, to tell me this was real. I called my dad. I said, uh, does any of this make sense? And he almost fell out of his chair because the thing she told me, only he knew down to when she killed herself, he found her in details. Wow. So, so bottom line, I did the work for 18 months, mind, body, spirit work. And that became the basis of my first book, Spirited. But what happened was I was still a skeptic. And then she told me, she predicted my future husband. She said, now that you love yourself, you can be in a healthy relationship. His name is Ryan. He's going to give you a rose. That's how you know it's a clue. It's him. And his birthday is 924. This is back That's in 1990. Like wildly fucking specific. Like I've heard, <laughs> I've had mediums predict stuff for me and like infer things, but that's like name fucking like birthday. She might as well have just given you a social security number. That's insane. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? And she knew I needed it. I was super doubtful. And it, this is in 1999. So, okay. So fast forward like a month later, my mom set me up with this guy. And his name was Brian and his last name was Rosen. And we were on our second date and I felt like there was something here and it hit me. Oh my God, Ryan Rose. You drop the B, you get Ryan. You drop the N off Rosen, you get Rose. So I went, dug through my journals. I found the birthday. I called him and I said, is your birthday September 24th? And he's like, are you stalking me? Because it was. Oh my God. And I married him like two years later. Holy shit. That was my first husband. Isn't that crazy? But that's what I needed to shift to, okay, this is real. I'm not making this up. And so from there, I graduated and got a degree in advertising, but I never used it because it wasn't flowing. And so I said to the universe, if you want me to do this, then you bring people to me. And I surrendered and I started doing readings for strangers. And sure enough, it was blowing them away. The readings were bringing healing. I was connecting living people to departed loved ones where talk about generational you know, homework or hand-me-downs, like things Mm -hmm. that really needed healing. And the only way was making contact with departed loved ones. So I saw the benefit and I loved it. It was powerful. So now here we are 24 years later and I have a very full thriving practice because not only is this real, but it's so needed. And the reason I, this is my fourth book. And the reason I wrote this book is because during the pandemic, I was marathon reading for two years. I was seeing about 40 clients a week, every week. Because honestly, I loved being able to help people. I could do it remotely. And people were struggling. And what I noticed was this pattern, like client after client struggling, going through kind of a living hell and feeling like stuck, whether it was in their health, their relationships, their career, finances, you name it. And what spirit was bringing through was all their ancestors and guides saying, 
you know, if we wish we would have known this then, you know, what we know now. And it came down to heaven is not a place. Heaven is a feeling. Okay. And so whatever, you know, feelings bring you a sense of peace or comfort or connection or love or joy, those are heavenly feelings. But Mm. you can also create a living hell. And that's when we get stuck in the struggle and the suffering and the victimhood and the shame and the the anger and all those negative emotions, right? And so spirit was downloading all this insight on how we can shift. We don't have to wait till we die to find heaven. You know, we can find it now. And so I was getting all sorts of great nuggets. And I felt like, you know what? People need this. It's a roadmap to find that inner peace now. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. First of all, what a crazy freaking like origin story that is that you've had. I I absolutely love that. I was getting chills as you were telling different parts of that story. Um, I think that's incredible. So let's dive into really what it is you talk about in this book, What's Your Heaven? Seven Lessons to Heal the Past and Fully Live Now, which I love. Um, but let's really start with what is generational trauma? Because I think we hear that phrase so often and people don't really know what that means and how it can affect their lives so drastically. So let's start with the basics of what is generational trauma. So this is really the spiritual hand-me-downs that we inherit, you know, the epigenetics. It's, you know, if we step back, what we need to really talk about first is soul contracts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So spirit started granting me a sneak peek into people's soul contracts. And what that is, is that is Think of it like a spiritual blueprint for your life. You pre-plan this with your team of angels and guides in the spirit world, and you set up specific lessons that you need to learn. But usually it's not just you alone. It's you and your soul group. Mm -hmm. So we have these soul groups that we keep reincarnating with over and over. We have a primary group, and those are your like everyday people, like your immediate family members or your besties. Um, and then you have secondary and, you know, people who come in, in and out of your lives for different reasons or seasons. So anyways, we set up these loose blueprints because we're always working on anywhere from two to five really big universal lessons within our soul groups. Okay. 
And so those are kind of the, um, you know, the bigger, and, and if anybody's interested in like, what are my life lessons? I actually have a free quiz on my website that they can take to help them identify, but it also lists the 30 most universal issues that we're oh, usually amazing. What's going the, through. what's yeah. the website so people can go find that? So it's RebeccaRosen.com. And it'll take you to this free quiz and base. It's fascinating because many of us are self-aware enough to recognize the patterns like, oh, I have boundary issues or I have, um, you know, I always end up being a victim or I deal with shame or anger issues or whatever it is. You start to see patterns and you get stuck in them. And sometimes, so it goes back to the generational stuff. Sometimes it's learned behavior. So it's like, it's you have watched your elders, your caregivers, your parents, you know, with their patterns, their je- that they picked up these false beliefs passed down to them that they've adopted. And then all of a sudden you've adopted it. It's like your epigenetics here that have, you know, it's it's put you in that environment. And so it's just very reactive. It's part of the ego. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's a combination of that, the generational hand-me-downs, but also your own personal karma. So we all in, incarnate with unfinished business or karma that we're here to heal and balance. So maybe that's from past lives. You have unresolved issues, both personally and with other people, that you need to come back into this world to play out again to learn the lesson and to grow and evolve. That's the whole point of reincarnating. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this generational stuff, it doesn't go away. And so what's happening is more and more people are waking up on the planet right now and they're seeing they're over the bullshit. Like, I think that was the gift of COVID. Okay. And it woke us up to like, life is short and precious. And like, what really matters at the end of the day? And then you see like all these negative ways in which we self-sabotage. We get stuck in the the patterns. And it it's hard, honestly. It's uncomfortable to take a step back and own your shit. Yeah. But that's what we have to do. Because what spirits tell me is when you die, you're totally transparent. You can't hide. And you pick up in death where you left off in life. And mm. so what's happening is all these dead people are coming through lately saying, hey, like, let's say the parent, the father who had um, a bad habit of of self-medicating, he numbed his feelings with a drug of choice, okay? And then you notice you're doing the same thing. And he's like, wait, time out. Don't make the same mistakes I made. Wake up now because it follows you. And so that's what that's what's happening. And honestly, we all have trauma on some level, whether it's big T trauma or little T trauma. Like, we are here to heal the inner child wounds, mm-hmm. you know, what I was saying earlier, the unfinished business, the karma, and the intergenerational homework that's been passed down to us. But we have help. And so in the book, I talk about your team spirit, and you can call on them to help you heal this. Oh, my God. That's so. It, there's so much to unpack there. So do you think that the generational trauma is only picked up when we're here and experiencing it as little kids and that it's like passed down from what we're seeing our parents act out? Or is it more on like, or can it be both on like a cellular level of like, it's subconscious shit that we came in with? It's both. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not a one size fits all. Like, obviously, there's unique situations. But 
in my experience of doing all these readings, it's usually both. And so that's where you have to take a step back and say, okay, is this mine, my own creation, or was this passed down to me? Mm -hmm. But then you move from victimhood, like, okay, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. Right. And that empowers you because then you're like, okay, I'm the older soul who woke up. And okay, so let me give you an example. My grandmother, who died around 95 years old, she woke up at 70 years old and realized she's not happy in her marriage. Mm -hmm. But back in that day, you didn't get divorced. You were shamed for that. And so she stayed in a very unhappy situation, I think, for too many years. But she finally, they separated. They didn't divorce, but they separated. So she, okay, she woke up. My mom at 50 years old, same thing. She was in an unhappy marriage. It was like a self-betrayal. She was staying for the wrong reasons. But she woke up and she left and found her happiness. Then me, 20 years before that, at the age of 30. So it's like each generation, I woke up. I'm like, you know what? We came to the end of the road, Brian and I. Love him dearly, but we weren't meant to be together for a lifetime. It was a season. Mm -hmm. And so I woke up and I found the courage to find my happiness, which in turn freed him up to find his. And right. so each generation was getting wiser and, and braver. And so it's like a lot of times our children become our teachers and they're the more evolved souls. But it's not by coincidence, like these souls are coming in to help us free us from these generational patterns. Mm. Oh, can you go into that a little more of these, like our children, these souls are coming in to free us from these generational patterns. Can you expand yes. on that a little bit? So the planet is evolving. And it, I mean, just scientifically, there's so much evidence that everything is changing and shifting and the frequency of the planet is rising and the vibration is rising. So the point is, is that more and more enlightened souls are coming in, being born with less baggage. They're more like what I call earth angels. So they are our greatest teachers. I know my six-year-old Haven is well beyond, like wiser than I am. And she came in as my teacher, okay? Yeah. And these souls are here to help us raise the consciousness of the planet back to a higher frequency of love. Mm-hmm. Because we're in so much fear and division and separation. And, and we're, we're trying to move back to unity consciousness and oneness. Mm-hmm. Again, bringing 5D or heaven to earth. And so these souls are here as our teachers. And so the they're basically not playing by the old rules, like the old earth, the old way. So you see like these younger kids who maybe can't, don't do well in a traditional school setting. Right. Um, a lot more souls who are um, being misdiagnosed with ADD or ADHD. And really they're just sensitive or empathic and they're highly in tune. Um, and so these souls, you know, it's again, we, we can't, it's like breaking the rules almost because we're, we're, we can't play by the old rules with this new earth energy. Right. And so these souls are here to help these older generations, which can be really uncomfortable because it challenges like what was passed down to you and, and like belief systems and traditions. Yeah. Right. But that is the point of evolution. We are here to grow and evolve. And so I always say to people, um, just because your your child is younger in physical age, they're actually older in soul years. 
And so they are oftentimes our messengers here to wake us up and help us heal these, you know, false beliefs and patterns that have been passed down to us. Oh my God. I love that so much. My mom's, my mom would love you. She says all the time, like how that was exactly our dynamic. And I came in to like shake her up and like teach her a bunch of lessons. I know like I've had so much proof from readings and doing past life regressions that we've been together many times before. So I'm pregnant right now. I don't know when this episode's going to air. I'm six months now. And my mom just ran into this medium like randomly. And he looked at her and was like, oh, your daughter's about to have a baby soon. And she was like, yeah, I'm so excited. You know, it's her first time being a grandma. And he looked at her and was like, this child is coming in so powerfully and has the what he said, which I thought was so interesting, has the perfect balance of masculine and feminine energy, which I found wow. really interesting. Like out of all things to say, like that was what he had picked up on. Um, you and know, I've, that... Go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That, that's so perfect. Because what I was getting as I was talking to you is that you are that soul, not knowing anything about the dynamic with your mom, but that you are here... I kept hearing like a shake up to wake up. It's that whole, like you're here to push the boundaries to open people's minds, but including with your family, it sounds like, Mm -hmm. and that this baby coming in will get to do the same thing with you. And so, so it's so funny because I can't figure out if this is a boy or a girl. And usually it's because I read energy, not gender, Mm -hmm. Um, because it feels like a female, but it's very masculine energy, which is a power. It's like a force. Yeah. So do you know, or are you waiting I, to find I do, out? I do know it's, it's a boy, but we were like so sure it was a girl and everyone was shocked when we found out it was a boy. That being said, I obviously am, I identify as a female um, and have a very like masculine kind of like fight presence about me. Um, and at the same yeah. time, my, my husband, while he is very, manly, um, has a very, very soft, sensitive side to him. Um, so I think it's a combination of that. I don't know, but it's interesting that That you would say that because we were all fucking so sure it was a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's funny because I was so sure that mine was a boy, my second child. And it was, I I mean, I I was so sure it was a girl and it was, he was a boy. Oh, really? Yeah, I was wrong. Like, (laughs) but the point But the point is, is we all have a masculine and feminine side. And so this baby coming in is the force. It's a very big presence. Um, So even it's going to have both. And that feels very right with this medium told you. Yeah. It's exciting because it feels like, are you familiar with like the rainbow children, Uh crystal children and indigos like that? I keep seeing rainbows. So this is feels like a rainbow child and these rainbow children. Can you explain for people that don't know what that is, what what that means? Yeah. So Rainbow Child is, you know, usually born um, in the 2000s and beyond. Um, But these are really enlightened souls who come in what we were talking about earlier, kind of like earth angels. It's like they're taking one for the team. They don't have a ton of their own karmic baggage. They're here to work out. They're basically here to help all of us get our shit together and to help again raise the consciousness of the planet. And so they are very direct, they're very clear, they're very intuitive, um they're very joyful, full of light. 
Like you kind of look in their their eyes and they're just like radiant and happy and sunshine. Okay. But they're also, many of these rainbows are very like, they'll tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where some of the indigos and crystals are softer, quieter, more introverted, a lot of the rainbows are like boots on the ground. Like, let's get this done. Okay. Yeah. They're here for a reason and they're not shy. Yeah. Well, especially if it, if he's coming out of me, that, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. This is all so fascinating. You mentioned earlier about that heaven is not a place, but more of a feeling. And I know you talk about in the book that there's a way you can achieve that kind of state of being. What are some of the ways that uh, one would be able to to get to that place? So there's a lot of ways. Um, You know, I put in the book a three-step process that I share with my clients. It's super simple, but it really comes down to changing your energy because everything is energy that vibrates at different frequencies. And the heavenly feelings vibrate at the higher emotions, okay? And in my book, I have Dr. David Hawkins, who wrote Power Versus Force. I included his scale of consciousness. Are you familiar? Yeah, that's one of my mom's favorite books. (laughs) Oh, it's the best. I would love your mother. (laughs) Yeah, you guys would be best friends. So the scale indicates like, you know, it's from zero to a thousand and every emotion vibrates at a different frequency, but all the upper emotions are the heavenly feelings. And so if everything is energy and our emotions are energy, we want to do things that raise our vibe and put us in the highest emotional place that we can be so that we can naturally law of attraction attract in heavenly experiences that mirror back to us our greatest desires and dreams. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's my three-step process is called change it, run it, tap it. The change it part is really you got to change the narrative. You got to flip the false beliefs. Okay. So from the negative, like I am powerless to I am powerful, mm-hmm. or I am a book victim to I am empowered. Okay. Or I am unworthy to I'm totally worthy and deserving. Whatever it is, you got to change the narrative. But what I have found is affirmations, and you can do it through affirmations, but affirmations alone don't work. You have to be able to integrate the new belief, okay? And really live it and vibrate at it. So then running it is all about using color because every color vibrates at different frequencies. So when you close your eyes and you visualize colors in your meditations and Mm -hmm. you run your energy with a certain color frequency, you are truly changing your energy field and you're vibrating Mm -hmm. at the color. And for people who have a hard time visualizing color and don't like to meditate, you can wear the color. You can hold an object of that color. And I go into that in the book. Um, But you combine that with the affirmation and then the energy. And then tapping is the third part, emotional freedom technique. And it's a way to change your nervous system. It's like changing emotional, it's releasing emotional toxins, all those false beliefs from your system, Mm -hmm. and then integrating into your being the new intention. Okay. So that's one way. Other simple ways are go listen to high vibrational music. And for everybody, that's different. You know, whatever moves you, lights you up, brings you joy. Um, Go outside in nature. Nature is naturally a super high frequency. And we always feel better after we spend a few hours outdoors. Um, There's a whole practice called earthing or grounding. You take off your Mm -hmm. shoes, go walk in the sand or in the grass to really connect to that energy. Um, or figure out your favorite hobbies. 
Hobbies bring us joy. They get in, get us sometimes into a moving meditation. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's cooking, hiking, yoga, whatever, you name it. So those are simple ways. But self-care and figuring out for you what lights you up, who lights you up. Spend time doing those things or with those people and you will naturally find the heaven on earth. Yeah, I'm smiling right now because what you're describing is what I call in my book, the self-love cocktail, which is doing things that make your soul happy and light you up inside. Um, And it's the best thing that you can do for yourself every single day. Exactly. You also talk about healing unfinished business. Um, Can we dive into that a little bit? Because I know from looking back at my life and my journey, I've been like, oh, yep, this was a karmic relationship. This helped me heal this wound. This helped me feel this unfinished business. But for people that don't necessarily know what that looks like in their life or how they would go about healing that unfinished business, can you touch on that a little bit? Yes. So we reincarnate because it's easier to heal unfinished business or karma. Okay. So basically that's lessons left undone and needing more attention for you to fully learn and integrate into your being to neutralize so you can evolve. Okay. And so we come back into this life and whether it's a lesson with ourselves individually or with someone else, we come back into this earth school. I talk a lot about earth school in the book because that is what we are here. We have homework, which are our life assignments or lessons. And we come back into the environment in which it was originally created to heal it. Because rather than staying in spirit, you can neutralize it and learn from it a lot faster. The best analogy I can give is, okay, imagine reading about Italy online or in a book versus actually getting a passport, getting on an airplane and going and walking the ground of Italy. Totally different. Right. Okay. So that's why we would come into a body, go through earth school and go through the motions to clear the karma. Mm. And so we incarnate to, sometimes I talk about in the book, lesson six and seven, it's I am learning from others and I am teaching others. And I talk about soul groups and it's all about, okay, so it's like I said, the child who comes in to be yours, who is taking one for the team because they're a more evolved soul with less unfinished business, but they know they can help you as a fellow soulmate Mm. by coming in and giving you the opportunity to show up and be a mother. So let's say you, this is not your situation, but let's say you didn't have a good mother. You had a mother who abandoned you emotionally or physically, whatever parent, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, I know what I don't want because that was a painful experience. So I want to learn through contrast. So I'm going to then move towards what I do want. I want to be a present parent. I want to be fully available and give a child what I never got. So then this soul comes in and gives you the opportunity to heal yourself, but also be of service and, and pay that forward. And right there, you're healing generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're you're clearing karma. Does that make sense? Totally. That was a perfect example. And can that be... So that was a really great example of in this life, um, healing karma that happens in this life that we've experienced. Can it also be karma from a past life that we necessarily don't consciously remember that we need to heal in this life? A hundred percent. Yes. And so what that could be, let's take um, a relationship. Let's say you have two people dating 
and they find each other and they when they come together they there's an odd familiar feeling but they've never met in this lifetime and that's a soul recognition or or deja vu mm-hmm. okay when you have deja vu with spirit it's told me it's a reminder that this is supposed to be happening this is part of your soul contract and it's a kind of little blip seen through the veil to say okay I contracted this. I'm not totally sure what this is about, but you feel familiar to me. And then you move through that experience, that relationship for however long or short it is, because you're, let's say in one lifetime, this comes up with clients all the time. They're in a relationship and one partner is super afraid of abandonment, like has this deep seated fear of that person's going to leave me. And I don't know why, because they're so loyal and faithful and loving and kind, and they would never disrespect me, but I can't shake it. And then I'll do a reading and say, well, the spirit guide is telling me that in a past life, he actually died on you when you were pregnant and left you to raise this child alone. So you are sorting through the trauma stored in your soul. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're here to heal that. But in this lifetime, he's going to stay. Okay. And then there's other other examples where it's like, okay, so he left you in that life, but then you switch roles where then one, the other one dies on the other. So you get the other side of the equation to make it really well-rounded. Yeah. You guys can't see me right now, but I'm like dying, <laughs> cracking up because you don't know like the ins and outs of my story, like what I the don't. book is about. Like we came across yeah. to connect in a different way. Um, but one of the men, one of my exes that's written about in the book, that same kind of recognition was very clear. We actually met six years before we actually ended up being together in some way. Um, And it was just the catalyst for so much of my healing journey, like just blew up my life in a really big way. Um, When I came back from this big Europe journey that I went on, I went to a past life regression uh, medium who also had known him. And she was like, okay, I have to tell you like the thing that we, we went through in the whole lifetime was me being his mother in a past life and having to come back in this life and have a different dynamic to like, A, break that bond, but B, also to like fix a lot of the abandonment stuff. So that resonates like in a huge way. And then my husband now, um, we met 10 years before we like came back into each other's lives and got together. And when we had initially met, we were like, God, I just feel like I know you. You just feel like one of my like soul people. Like my heart just loves you. But we were both in relationships at the time and like there wasn't anything romantic. And then when he came back into my life, it was this whole big like coming together and healing of like the fear of abandonment and the fear of losing someone he found his mother um the same way i found my father both of our parents parents passed so we have that same strange unique childhood trauma um so we've healed a lot of that by coming together but everything you just said i'm like oh yeah that's hi that's my life <laughs> yeah i love it well spirit clearly is telling me to share these for a reason it resonates and i if it, if it resonates for you think about how many millions of other people get this because we've yes. all kind of gone down similar roads different experiences but we're all in this together Yeah, You know, there's also a saying in Hinduism, it's you marry your unfinished business. And so a lot of times, you know, like you and your husband, you both are working on a similar life lesson. Mm -hmm. I know that's true for my husband and I with, we're both working on boundaries. 
And that will show up so that you help each other through the process, both together in relationship, but also separately and mirror back to each other, you know, what still needs to be healed, especially like when you you and your partner trigger each other. Okay. So that's unfinished business. That's a clue. If there's a struggle, you're like, okay, so thank you. This is important information to help me heal this. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. It's really looking at your whole life when trauma happens, when heartbreak happens, when like any, when triggers happen, when anything in your life happens to look at it as like kind of a detective and be like, what is this trying to tell me? And what path is this trying to put me on? And how can I grow and heal from this? Like, what is this telling me about myself that I can fix on the inside? And for people that are listening that like, don't necessarily resonate with the abandonment stuff. Like if you look at the people that have come into your lives and that have crossed paths with you in a very big way and have shifted things for you, look and see, you know, what they brought up in you and where, where the, the generational trauma might have been or where the karma might have been that you were trying to work through and heal and release. Exactly. I mean, that is where it's so empowering when you can say, okay, you shift from why is this happening to me? Why do I keep attracting the same relationship patterns? And then you shift to no, what is this here to teach me? Mm -hmm. And how can I find healing and balance? Yes. And that's a really evolved way to look at it. And then with that, you're you rise out of victimhood, you can find the solution. You're in a higher vibration. And then you can naturally heal it. Yeah. And once you've done that, you stop attracting that same shit to learn the same fucking lesson over and over and over again. Because like with the abandonment shit, I was done. I was like, all right, guys, I get it. Like, keep attracting the same stuff. I'm over learning the freaking lesson. Like, let's go heal this shit. And once I did that, I was able to attract someone that was never going to abandon me. But had that same wound in his life so that we could still continue to work through it in a safe, untriggered space, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yes. And it's not linear. Okay. So it's not like you just heal it and it's gone. And so it will come up again and again, just like grief. It's not linear and that's okay. But each time you it's like an onion and you peel back layers and each time it becomes less and less infused or intense. Yes. I do, also do have something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a, tech, a technique called the thought onion where you can like peel it back and it gets to different layers of like your subconscious thoughts and stuff. So this is just hilarious to me <laughs> that like all of these I must be a re- are. I must be a really good psychic because I promise you I did not read your book. Unfortunately, I, I, not yet. I do now believe I have you. To read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fully believe you. I I wanted to book you just based off of all of the amazing things that you talk about and how great your work is. So I just think it's it's little things like this. It's just a sign that you're in the right place at the right time. So I love it. Exactly. Yes. Um, Rebecca, this has been amazing. Can you tell everybody where they can find the book, where they can find you? And again, your website, if they want to go download that free quiz. Yes, it's RebeccaRosen.com. And my um, social media handle is at medium Rebecca Rosen. And so you can find the book anywhere, Amazon, any you know bricks and mortar store. Uh, but my website too, RebeccaRosen.com. Awesome. And the book is What's Your Heaven? Seven Lessons to Heal the Past and Live Fully Now. 
I I can't wait to dig into it because everything you said resonated so hard with me. So thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of these uh, these goodnesses with us. Oh, thank you. Likewise, I can't wait to go read your book too. I love it. We'll have to reconvene after the fact. <laughs> I would love it too. That sounds great. Oh, I want to thank Rebecca so fucking much for coming on and sharing all of that with us. I am so fascinated by past life things. I am so fascinated by karmic relationships and coming in to fix our shit because we all have it. And the sooner we recognize it and start to like really bring it into our consciousness to heal, the better our fucking lives can be. I'm ready for this little boy to come in and show me what the fuck is up with his healed little soul to teach me some stuff. Um, and I hope that this episode gave you guys a few things, a little bit of peace around some of the people that come into our lives to erupt shit, for better or worse, um, and really given you a, some insight on what it is you should be looking for that may not be, woe is me, why does this happen to me, random fucked up shit, but maybe some signs to pointing to some generational trauma or some karmic shit that needs to be healed. Love you guys. I will see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatpreyfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.